So turn off your television sets, turn them off now, turn them off right now, turn them off and leave them off, turn them off right in the middle of a sentence I'm speaking to you now, turn them off! Also, since we use a clip from Network for our intro, um, it's only right to say R.I.P. Ned Betty um, just passed away. He started in Network and also Deliverance. So R.I.P. Ned Betty. But um, we are here to like that, like just popped up on my phone. Well, yeah, we're here to recap the final episode of Underground Railroad entitled Mabel. Um, And we're going to do this a bit different. We're going to spend time talking about Mabel, but mostly this will be a conversation about this show and its legacy instead of just focusing on Mabel. But as always, let me go to my co-host, D. How's it going? I'm feeling good. Feeling great. Feeling great. Feeling good. How are you? I had an impromptu concert um, and the future song was um, Big Boy's Ghetto Music before we went live. So that's, that's it was that's amazing. Going. He loved it. Don't let you don't, don't let him make y'all think that he didn't enjoy it. So I guess before we get started, having read the novel, of course, what were you expecting from this episode? I wanted I wanted to talk about it for the whole season, actually, because, um, you know, we find out pretty pretty early that Mabel died. I think that's like in the the beginning of the novel. No, it's not. It's actually in the last chapter. Is it? Mm-hmm. Because, because... Oh, because they do. Because, they, they go because you, yeah, because yeah, you read it and you're like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right, but the... Because they did it... The way they did it in the TV show is the the beginning they showed us that's what it is okay so in the beginning when we first see Mabel they show her grabbing some clothes and some shoes and running away in the night which is what happens in the novel but the book I mean but the TV show does the actual um I guess we can go ahead and say it the, the way she actually leaves and dies it's a little bit different because it was from trauma well all of it's traumatic but it was a traumatic event that caused her that was the catalyst for her to run away versus in a novel where it was almost like a practice run that she was doing because she was um first of all she was a slave she wanted to be free and they had made it a point to tell us that she was being um repeatedly assaulted by Moses mm-hmm. they kind of did him a little differently too he was still a jackass but it felt a little bit different because um, the novel made him out to be a child who was raised on there. And then after a while, just got harder and harder until he became what we saw in Prideful in the novel. Um, Cause Prideful's not in the novel from what I remember. I don't think, do you remember him from the novel? I, um, I want to no. say he's not because I thought that that's who Moses was. Like when mm-hmm. I saw Prideful in the beginning, I thought, okay, well, they're just writing him instead of Moses. So he wasn't in the novel at all. He's okay. like okay. Grace. So I expected, um, I honestly expected to see them talk a little bit more about uh, Ajure. Is that how you say it? Ajure? Mm-hmm. Ajure? Their grandmother a little bit more too because it would have kind of set a foundation of how because Cora said it, I was born in this room. My mama was born in this room. It would have set like a tone to go through, but they didn't have to. Um, so as far as expectation goes, I actually enjoyed it. Um, you know, of course, we're using enjoy loosely. Right, right. What did you did you did you get what you would thought you would get from it? 
So yeah, from this episode, I so I knew it couldn't like solely be on Mabel. I knew the the point of this episode was to basically bridge um, Mabel and Cora their experiences because I believe they the cat's out the bag now. Um, Cora became who she is today because of a lie basically so Mm -hmm. like she like she like she took that and she became the legend that people think her mother is so i'm glad to see them link those two ideas together through those two people and so yeah this was um a satisfactory um final episode i didn't expect the rest of it though and Mm -hmm. um those very hard to see I'm glad they did it because it shows how outside of the physical abuse there was so much mental and emotional abuse as Mm -hmm. well and like Ari said you know sometimes it's it's worse sometimes Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know which is worse honestly like it's all abuse but the two are are very very bad Mm -hmm. and the whole situation with um What's her name? Polly. Is it Patty or Polly? Polly? It's, it's Polly. So Polly has a baby and doesn't make it. The baby doesn't make it. And it's Moses' baby. I want to be clear and say, I don't think Moses and Polly were in a relationship. I think it was a situation just like in a novel. Moses was just doing whatever he wanted to do. So Polly got pregnant and Polly had the baby. Polly lost the baby. And they weren't going to call a doctor for her, which is... <laughs> but whatever they it's, it's it just shows how how little they value the life of their property the well-being of their property all they see is what you can do for them and if you're going to cost them anything no matter how small it is they're not it's like it's not worth it right they don't see them as people at all so the fact that she had to beg them or beg Moses to ask because at this point they didn't give us much introduction, but Moses is again like prideful. He's if there is a foreman, I guess you can say, a floor yeah. manager, or, you know, a team leader, that's Moses. So he has higher standing for at this point, I'm assuming it's there, it's the it's probably because what's it what's his what's the brother's name? Not Terrence, the other one. Uh, I can't remember, but can't remember. it's but, but it's the, okay, I'm assuming he's the, he's still he's the one now. It's either him or their dad because his their dad was. It's, the, it's their dad. It's it, okay. It so be, it's, yeah, it would be their dad. Big Randall, so Daddy mm-hmm. Randall. I'm assuming it's the slave owner at this point. So he has to run and get help and beg for help or whatever else because Moses is clearly distraught that his baby has passed. So get the you know they have the burial and to add insult to injury. The lady just lost a baby and she's back out in the fields like very shortly after because mm-hmm. they buried the baby. And the next thing you know, she's there and it didn't look like there had been any time lapse or at all. She just was like, OK, well, you didn't do anything. So you might as well go back out there and work. Having a baby is traumatic. Having a baby outside of a hospital without proper medical care, I'm sure is even 10,000 times more dangerous and worse and then to put it right back out there with no aftercare again shows how much they don't care about us 
But I want to get into the whole mental health part of it because I can't imagine the the pain or the suffering that she was going through having her baby not make it. And then they say, oh, OK, well, you still got some milk. So come feed these babies. It's like, <laughs> and Mabel, even this, this is perfect to me because it's showing you, you don't need a degree. You don't need a scholar education. You don't need to know how to read, write. You just need common sense mm-hmm. to know that is going to mess with her psychologically. And Mabel tells them, hey, this is not a good idea. It's it's not a good idea. She just lost her babies. Anybody with common sense would know that. But obviously, they don't care. All they know is there are two babies who need food. You have it. So go give it to them. They didn't ask her. They didn't <laughs> see if she was mentally OK. None of that. She, You are now a wet nurse to these twins. And Mabel saw what was going to happen. I'm sure you saw what was going to happen. I saw yes. what was going to happen. I didn't know it was going to be I didn't know it was that. Yeah. But I, I knew I knew she was going to be attached to those children because what other choice does she have? Like, how can you not be attached to, to babies that you are nursing? So now you are you're, you're caring for them as their mother and the panic on Mabel's face when Polly says, I need to take care of my babies. She's mm-hmm. like, whose babies? Who Whose babies? And it felt harsh. Um, I will say that. And again, I have to remember, she, she doesn't know. She knows that something is wrong, but she doesn't know that you have to proceed with caution and care when you're dealing with the mentally ill, right? Mm-hmm. Because Polly is for sure at this point, mentally ill. But she didn't understand, she being Mabel, didn't understand that she had to approach that a little bit more tenderly than she did because she came kind of aggressive. Like, mm. those ain't your babies. They're going to take them as soon as they get off your tip, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. You need to, you, need to, you know, you that's, need to that's, detach. And that's very important. Like, um, of course, Mabel was saying this, like, just, just like, you know, I'm going to keep it real with you, but... <laughs> Um, Polly was clearly um, attached to the babies at this point. And she was like, yeah, as soon as, soon as they get old, like they're going to be sold up the river. And then that probably sparked something in Polly's mind. Like most definitely. Yeah. And it's not us saying that it's Mabel's fault. It's Randall's fault. No, right. Let's right. Make that clear. This is all Randall's fault. But what we're saying is she knew that the, her mind was, was, was off. Because how could it not be? She knew that Polly was going through something, but she didn't understand that she could trigger Polly because I'm sure she doesn't even understand what a trigger is. You know, she she doesn't. Right. She, she's thinking, just let me let me fix her. Let me get her mind straight. Just like, you know, a lot of kids, if you say I'm depressed. What you got to be depressed about? Well, I'm depressed. Yeah. <laughs> so people kind of she's kind of telling her suck up but not realizing that's what she's doing uh-huh. and she did and Polly remembered that that was going to happen I think she honestly got lost in the whole fantasy and Moses telling her they were going to get married and she was going to be able to raise her babies and there had to be a part of her thinking because Moses has so much clout that this this could be a reality Moses isn't like everybody else. So if Moses says we can get married and raise our babies here, then we can. 
And when Cora reminded her who she was, like, no, Polly, these aren't your babies. You are here for a purpose. And Polly snapped and murdered the babies and killed herself. Um, that was very difficult. And once again, the good thing is he still did it in the, I think, in the most tasteful way he could because we saw a flash of a baby and we saw a flash. And, you know, of course, they were taking her body out, but we didn't see the act. We didn't see a reenactment of the act. We didn't see a flashback of it. We're smart enough to know what it was. And them just showing us the knife lets us Mm. know know, what it is. Have you seen um, Beloved? Yeah, yeah. It was just like that. When she thought they were coming to get her baby, so she killed them or mm-hmm. a couple of them, whatever. It was just like that. So, and then the, the to top add on to the cruelty, Moses is to blame for it. And the reason they blame Moses is because Moses was supposed to be protecting her, I guess, watching over her. I don't think for a second they think Moses did it. Yeah, they were just punishing him. But it kind of it kind of leads mind. He's like, oh, I thought you had this. I thought you had this under control. That's exactly what it is. And first of all, I the only the only sad thing I get outside of the movie itself is that we didn't see Connolly die. Like I needed him to get his comeuppance badly. And it doesn't seem like he did, which again is the reality of it because not all evil yeah. people do, you know. But Moses, even though he was written very uh harshly in the book, like his his persona, his whatever he's pretty much a rapist in the book he's he's an overseer he just happens to be black he's just like Connolly. um but they none of the people considered his mental health either because his baby died too it's polly's baby sure but it's also his baby his baby died then his new babies were murdered and his woman, I don't know how he felt about Polly. Maybe he did care for a lover or want to build a family or whatever, or they were just doing this to deal with the mental trauma. But he, he, that happened to him. And then to top it off, he's demoted and beaten. Because at this point, I'm pretty sure he's, he's no longer the main oh, yeah, problem. To the man. So he's demoted and beaten after all of the trauma that he has suffered through. I don't know how much worse that could be. Um, and again, I'm very happy that they showed it in a in a nice, I won't say a nice way, but a less brutal way. Because mm-hmm. we see the beatings and we see Prideful doing it, but we don't see the flesh coming off its back and you know, we don't see the blood flying all over the place and all of that good stuff because we don't need it. It's enough. And then the craziest part is, you know, they beat these people and then they just tie them to the post and let them make them, make them lay out in the sun all night. Yeah. And the thing that caught my attention was that while he was lying there, hogtied pretty much to the pole that he just got me from, the kids were running by. Mm-hmm. So it's like, this is just normal occurrence. You know how, tr- like how crazy that is? Mm-hmm. That the kid, they're not moved by it. It's just like, oh, okay, somebody got beaten and now they're laying out there. And it's not a big deal at all. That's a big deal. It should be, but it's not. So then to top that off, <laughs> Mabel is the person that's charged with cleaning it up. Like, <laughs> I don't know. 
I guess in in a way they're punishing Mabel too because she's supposed to be the the uh, the nurse. I guess in a way she's supposed to be like Molly's nurse to teach her how to feed them and all that stuff. So nobody's nobody's taking responsibility. The the people who are actually responsible aren't taking any responsibility because of course it's not their fault. It's a slave's fault. Everything's a slave's fault. Yeah, and and, and just let me cut in here because it shows you how just stupid the institution of slavery is because if 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 I buy if I buy if I buy a tractor and the tractor breaks down I'm not going to keep riding the tractor but they view these people these human beings as property yet they treat them like the worst of the worst because if you would have just saw enough humanity in this woman to call a doctor for her you would have preserved like your property. And I'm not saying that's what we wanted, but I'm just saying like, like in, but that's why I'm saying like, you can't even find enough humanity in this person to, to get her help. So you would rather take that loss because you view these people like lower than property. So the, it, it just, like it's, styrofoam cups. Right. Like just disposable. Oh, we could get a new one. Mm-hmm. Not even, not even solo cups, disposable cups, like right. styrofoam. Like some people will wash it. I don't, you know, whatever. I don't judge you if you do. Some people will wash their solo cup and use it again. You know what I'm saying? We didn't even get that. They are styrofoam, meaning I use you once and I throw you in the trash. And that's it. If any, if there's any imperfection whatsoever, I throw it away. If I take it out of the pack and it's got something on it, I'm like, I throw it. It's, it was, it was, a, it was, it cost a pity, not a big deal. That is how they treat it. So Mabel freaks out, of course, and she's cleaning up the blood from the um the well at this point this is from the from the the deaths just cleaning it up and she just loses it and it's not like a freak out go crazy screaming like a banshee she just goes to a place and she starts walking away from the plantation and the next thing she knows she's in a swamp and what does she say when she snaps out of it? The first thing she says is Cora. Like she snaps to it and she immediately realizes that she's left Cora behind. She's left Cora behind. And I um I want to add that through this episode, they make it a point to show us how how much she cared for Cora. Mm. When with everything she did, she did with Cora in mind. When she was working in the field and she had to go somewhere, Cora go do this, you know. It was always very much so I'm taking care of my child. But and, along with that, let, let me let me say this real quick. Along with that, the last interaction that Cora remembers, her mom was being mean to her. Mm-hmm. So, and I'm sure, I'm sure that is probably what sticks with it, right? Mm-hmm. That that's the like you that, said, that's, the last thing you remember. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, it was mean, but it was necessary. It was, it's almost it was. like a, mm-hmm. I have to beat you hard so that so that they won't kill you. You know, mm. like you need to go do what I said now. Please go do what I'm saying now. And children have this thing where they don't, you know, they don't listen. <laughs> so they don't listen. They, they hear you, but it just kind of floats around because they're children. But she she sends, you know, like Cora, she does. She slapped Cora in the face and sent her away. And she floats out. I mean, she goes out into the swamp. She realizes what's happening and she turns around. Now, I looked at it as 
she blacked out. And a lot of times people look at blacking out as in you, it's rage, right? You, somebody does something to you and you black out. And the next thing you know, you wake up and you've beaten this person to death or whatever else, right? Not saying it doesn't happen because I'm, I'm sure it does, but this is the same thing, just not in the way we are accustomed to it. It is, she, she blacked out and she got, got lost in space and she walked away. It's almost like, you know how you're driving and you get home and you're like, how in the world mm-hmm. did I get here? Like, I don't remember driving from this place. And it's not that you're out of it. It's just that your muscle memory and everything mm-hmm. else takes over. And I'm pretty sure that's what, that's what it felt like at least. And we get back to that first episode where that snake came in. Which is the brilliance of it all. Because again, I have been waiting to talk about this episode. Yes, we, we've been holding this in. Yeah. <laughs> since the beginning. Because when we saw it, we knew, okay, well, this is it. And that's why I thought it would come earlier. Like you said, I, I think that's why I, I was under the impression that it was earlier in the novel because we saw it so early in the show. Yeah. But you're right. They didn't tell us about Mabel to the end. But the snake is what got Mabel. Mm-hmm. And the thing that like... I guess sticks with me the most is Cora was so angry with her and I hate to give Ridgeway credit, but he was right that she had so much hate in her heart. She couldn't see past anything other than this lady deserted me. She saw all the horrors like this is you saw what happened and you left me here with it. And that's all she could, she could do. And her mother, like you said, is the reason she has made it this far. Mm-hmm. And I hate that it's that it's her her anger fueled towards her mother that got her there. But maybe that's what it was necessary. Maybe it was necessary. Yeah. You know, almost like well, she did it so I can do it too. And I hate her, so let me let this push me to do whatever I have to do. So it's like that thing where it's like your parents can say something to you and affect you and hurt you. And they have no idea because that's not their intention. And that's what happened with Mabel. Cause she, I mean, she ain't trying to die. No, <laughs> she, it's, she, especially not in the TV show version. Like she, like, she was shocked. Like, uh-huh. Oh my gosh. But she knew it's cause it was a water moccasin. What are those uh, copper heads? Isn't that, yeah, yeah. Isn't that their proper name? Mm-hmm. So she knew. I think you. Know, I think you started getting numb like mm-hmm. immediately. Thankful, thankfully, I I don't know for sure, <laughs> but I, I think you started getting numb. Out. Right, you started getting numb immediately, and that's what happened to her. So she just sat down and was just like, you know what? Well, well, shit, and she died. And it's it's to me too with Cora. It feels like not only is she using that pain to fuel her, but I still think a part of her won't consider that Mabel's dead Mm. because she's still her mother and she doesn't want her to be dead. I would much rather hate you because you're alive somewhere off in Canada living this life that I deep down inside want for you, what I want for all of us, than to settle or accept the fact that you didn't make it. Mm. You know, that says a lot in itself. Like she would, she would rather hate her than to accept the fact that she's dead and gone. Yeah, and that goes back to the South Carolina episode where she had the delusion where Mabel was sitting on the table and she sliced her throat because she's like, 
you gave birth to me and basically put me into this life and you threw away your gift of motherhood. Mm -hmm. And here I am possibly can't even do this. And that's the reason why she, like you said, she didn't consider any other possibility. Like she never had illusion of like Mabel, like in a swamp or Mabel, like in a, in a Walmart grave somewhere. She always thought Mabel was alive. And, and that, Oh, that that's really heavy to have to carry that. Yeah. And and even after she saw the snake, I think that's the part, the reason why I loved it so much that, mm-hmm. that Barry put that in there that she saw the snake. She saw the danger mm-hmm. getting there. Cora's mm-hmm. lived through all kind of horror on the railroad. So she knows how easy it is for, I mean, she, she knows the possibility of her mother being dead. She knows all of this, mm-hmm. but she still, she just won't, she won't, she will not say it she won't accept it she won't consider it and like you said that is heavy because of of all the other stuff she's had to deal with in her life she's got that she's gonna have forever because she's i can't see her letting it go no she she's never going to let it go yeah so yeah that's mabel uh but we got more than mabel in this episode we got to see what happened with Cora and Molly. Mm-hmm. I wanted to ask you this. So I I think that was that was intentional. Like because if I'm not mistaken in the novel, Cora makes this journey alone. She rides the hand car alone. But Mabel took care of Polly and Polly unfortunately, you know, took her life. But um, Cora saw the relationship that her mother had with Polly. It's obvious that Polly is younger than Mabel. Cora takes Molly with her to this new life. So I think that's like the the mirroring of of the of the two situations. So I, I think that's why, like, without even realizing what she was doing, I think that's why Cora took her and and like. And there's like just one minor scene where Molly is like, I'm hungry. And she's like, I know, baby, I know, I know. And she immediately goes into mother mode. And just just that little addition, like I just I liked it. I loved it so much. It was beautiful, right? Because like you said, it is it's it's not just her saying my mother left me. I would never do this to her. But just think about what would have happened if she didn't leave her. She wouldn't have gone back for Molly. You know, like she she wouldn't have. And again, it's it's a little bit different because in the novel, she doesn't go back for. Her, but in the novel, her mother survives. Mm-hmm. Right. So so that's a different, you know, it's a whole different thing. But you're right. It's 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 so much of <laughs> she's she's so much of Mabel, mm-hmm. whether she realizes or not. You, you know, it's just like all the rest of us. You are so much of your parents without even trying to be because you take the things you want and you try not to be the things you didn't like. And that's what she did. She took, she took the maternal instinct. She took the care. She took the love and she left the, what she thinks is abandonment. Exactly. That's, and that's, and that's what's so crazy. Like she thinks she's taken the part of her mother that was non-existent or not there, but the very thing she's taking is all the qualities that her mom had. Every last one of them. It's beautiful. It really was. Um, so they meet a stranger that's going west and they jump on a car and, you know, they they ask. I think she asked him, are you a good man? Mm-hmm. 
and I think he said something like on most days or, or some yeah. some kind of some honest answer. Yeah. It was honest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I try to. Be. Like, I, I try to be, you know. But the best part was he said, "I don't mean you any harm. I promise you that." And I'm like, "Well, that's all I need to hear." Like, mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, so the ending was different than what you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did like your ending better. Just want to say shout out to yeah, Ryan. yeah. Like that, that would have been that would have been so cool if they if they if he was the one. But oh well, I mean, but you know, well. it it only goes back to what we've been saying the whole time. What we want is a fairy tale, and it just keeps showing us that this is not not at all a fairy tale. You don't get fairy tale at all because if it was a fairy tale, Caesar would be alive. If it was a fairy tale, mm-hmm. Royal would be alive. It was a fairy tale. The Valentine Farm would have, you know, they would have been on like a rise up rebellion and it wouldn't have gone as they thought. But this is reality, you know? Yeah. And it's important that the story ends here and we Mm -hmm. don't know what happens to Cora because this story is called the Underground Railroad. She's traveled the railroad. She's made it out of slavery. She's free. Now she has to go through a different set of um of what's probably going to be hardships because now like this is like the 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 western settlement but mm-hmm. at least we know at the very least she's now a free woman so it so basically like th- this is this is all that matters like she's traveled the railroad she made it out and um i mean there are like tremendous costs to making it out but she made it out so that's all that mattered and i know some people are probably going to have like a, oh that's a that's a weird ending but to me like like, no, like she made this tremendous journey, like because because really to go from Georgia to Indiana and now she's like heading to like Missouri. Missouri. Yeah. Amazing. It really is. And then, um, like you said, it's it's she's a free woman, but Homer's still alive. Mm-hmm. So it's still just that that piece of like. Just just it's like a, almost like a reminder that she will never truly be free. Mm-hmm. She feels like she is. And I'm, I hope she is. Like, I'm not. Homer's probably going to die. I hate to say it, but it's the truth. Um, he's probably going to die. Like, who, who does he have? Hands down. Prayer hands down. <laughs> Prayer down. <laughs> <laughs> Prayer down. So, uh, I mean, because he because we talked about that, too. Who does he have? He doesn't have anybody else. Even the people that Ridgeway has brought along along the way don't want anything to do with him because mm-hmm. he was cool. So he can't go back to Mac because Mac's dead. Yeah, he, Mac's dead. he has nothing. He might he might be able to go to the house, but who's to say somebody won't just come and take it after a while? If it's just an empty house. You know, somebody's bound to come by and be like, Is this just is this land? Is this my land? This looks like my land. Mighty fine house you have here. <laughs> Mighty fine here. So Homer's just, you know, out there. So like you say, she's she's just there. And we don't know what's gonna happen with Molly. We don't know what's gonna happen to anybody. Just like you said, the only people we had we know that have a definite end are those who didn't make it. Mm-hmm. We don't know what's gonna happen with Mrs. Valentine. We don't know what's gonna happen with Georgina. Will they rebuild? Will they move? Because that was also a theme throughout the whole thing. He wanted to get up and move. I think he said something like Oklahoma, maybe. Mm-hmm. Valentine, they wanted to move, so he was. And you know, and, and you know what's wild about that? Tornadoes. You, no, 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 no. Oh. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it shows you 
that black people will never, ever, ever just be able to just be be free, be themselves, because they wanted to move to Oklahoma. Those people who've moved to Oklahoma settled in this town called Tulsa. Mm-hmm. What happened in Tulsa? I mean, what happened in Tulsa? So it just goes to show it just goes to show you that every time these people have tried to like move on and build something for themselves, they always hit a dead end. Like no matter what. Like they just like like that's the thing. And that's what Valentine was saying. He was like, Hey, we just want to be ourselves. We don't we don't need to interact with them. We got it. We we just wanna be okay. We just wanna be, you know, have our own thing. It's on the island. We're fine. Right. We're fine. Just leave us alone. And you know what? I'm so glad you said that about um, Tulsa because it makes so much sense because we've got Valentine, who's a, by all means, intents and purposes, a wealthy man. He has to be, mm-hmm. right? He's mm-hmm. a wealthy man. So he's going to migrate all of these other wealthy, intelligent, talented people there. And that is how Tulsa became what it is. There's no doubt in my mind that's what happened. You know, all these people, like you said, migrated mm-hmm. there. They were happy. And the same thing that happened on the Valentine farm is what happened at Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Just like the man said, you know, one is fine, but you get a bunch of them. That's too many. So you just can't let them be like <laughs> the Valentine farm is away from 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 my understanding. It was away from everything. It's not like mm-hmm. you had to go through it to get to the city. It wasn't inconveniencing anybody. They just could not stand the fact that black people were somewhere minding their own business. Yeah, it was a self, it was, it was it. a self sustaining form. Like they had yeah. everything they needed on the form. Like they would go to like towns to like to like mm-hmm. do little things, but it was a self sustaining mm-hmm. form. But the fact that because it was you, out yeah. there, wow, we can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This is this is this is too much. Like. <laughs> Like peace, y'all have peace. What is okay? Oh, peace or out here? So, in in the grand scheme, I I'm happy that the television series stayed um, very close to the novel. In my mm-hmm. opinion, there were of course some things like grace and prideful, but like you said before, sometimes those things are necessary to carry the story because again, it's not like we're getting the the literature. We have to we're, we're visualizing it and you can't can't have core, like you say, an addict for months by ourselves. Mm. You know, you can't have um you can't tell Mabel's story um with Moses because it it becomes a much longer series. Mm-hmm. If you tell, you know, if you tell um, Mabel's story more than what we what we saw, it becomes a much longer series. So them changing um, Moses in in just that small amount because he could still very well be the same Moses from the novel. He just happened to have this situation with Polly, and that's not something we could say didn't happen. It's something we didn't read in the novel, but that doesn't mean that's not what happened mm-hmm. to him. You know, it could very well be what happened to him. And Colson just was like, oh, y'all need to know what happened to Moses. It's fine. So I, I, I'm i glad I watched it. Uh, we'll get into the whole black trauma stuff in a second. No, Are we going to take a break? Let's, let's, okay. let's, get, let's get into it now. All right. This is to me and people who are like me. Please don't take offense, y'all. It's It's... But it's it's real. It's true. Okay, I almost black pain, black trauma. I don't want to see no more slave shit. 
myself out of watching this series and it would have been an injustice. And that is because we have, we have our history is ours and it was a brutal history and it was a sad history. We were mistreated. Our ancestors were mistreated. Our family was mistreated and their stories need to be told. Their their legacy deserves to be honored. Their strife, their pain, their triumphs deserve to be told. And we don't like the way it's packaged because sometimes it does get a little bit excessive. I'm not taking away from that. Sometimes people take it a little far. We don't need to see an hour movie where 30 minutes of it is rape and beatings and just mistreatment. However, we do need to see it because if you don't, you get people saying that slavery was a choice and that the transatlantic slave trade wasn't a thing and that there's no way this thing could have happened and there's no way people could have survived this and this and this and we are not our ancestors because it's bullshit. Um, We we owe them way more than what we've given and we haven't given them as much as they deserve because that was so ugly and so bad and people are so ashamed of it that they don't give it to us the way it happened they give us the watered down version of well yeah it was bad and some people died and you know there were beatings so, it's 400 years so so deep Basically, what you're saying is telling these stories and telling them in a way that isn't gratuitous, but is accurate and and actually represents like what actually happened. That isn't African-American history because, you know, we're not just branching it off and making it like, oh, this is just African-American history. That actually goes a lot into the history of America that is American history because you cannot tell American history without that. Is that what you're saying? That is what I am saying. And it's not just us. It is the people who came, you know, the other people who came on the ships, the people who replaced us. Remember, just like the Irish that came, that were treated differently. And you, you need to see that because it becomes, it's not that these people came over here to America and they had to fight their way out of it because they weren't supposed to be here. No, these people came willingly and were treated better than the people who were stolen from their land and and brutalized and murdered and mutilated and all of these things. And I just feel like at this point, I'm all for telling our stories. I think we need our stories told. We need Tulsa told, like you said. We need we need more slave stories told because it's not just slave shit. It is it is his, it is our history. And no matter how ugly it is or how much we don't want to see it, it is what it is. And the thing I think that made me really, really appreciate it more was like you said, it was like it's a thousand World War II movies. Nobody complains about that. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is because I guess there's kind of a winner in those situations, you know, things kind of turn over and we see America's great. It's awesome. And you don't want to see that it's ugly and it's ugly still. But just like with the, um, with the shootings, people are like, I don't want to see another, another video of someone being shot. I don't want to see it either, but I'm grateful for the people who record it because the more you don't want to see it, 
the more we see, we, we keep seeing them. We keep seeing them. It keeps happening. At some point, it has to be like, if you don't want to see them, the only way you're not going to see it is if it stops happening. Right. And that's it. So with these movies, you need to see what happened so people can stop denying that it happened. So they can stop crying about freaking critical race theory. Like, exactly. Did you even know what critical race theory was before they started talking about it. So so let me let me talk about why I love this piece of work so much. Um because you you know what I do, right? So mm-hmm. um so when when I was doing like research projects, like you know, people would come in and they would say, Oh, I'm 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 looking for this plantation, you know, my my great great grandfather worked on it, but but he was one of the good ones. He was one of the good ones. He was um, like, she treated the slaves well. Exactly. So what I love about this piece of work so much, both the TV show and the novel, it shows that slavery had several different faces. Mm-hmm. But when you, you know take the mask off, they were still the same thing. It, it, and it shows the layers of um, if, 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 if one wants to uh, if one wants to define critical race theory, it shows how race and class just merge together and they're inseparable. Like race is class now. And it and it and this shows how that happens. Like you said, you, you like you said with the Irish, like there's no like no no one longer says I'm Irish. They just mark white on their demographics. When you, know? you mean racist class, I don't see color. Exactly. Exactly. So, <laughs> but no, really, it's you it's offend just, me. I don't <laughs> see color. Okay, don't offend me. But no, seriously, this is like, um, in my opinion, like outside of um, Solomon Northrop's story, who also needed to be told because when I first read that, I was like, how did that happen? But anyway, so out, outside of that, this is like one of the greatest slave narratives I've ever read, and. And also, like you said, in 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 between that pain, it also showed that these were still people. They still had emotions. They weren't like like Cora had a vast imagination. Like Cora didn't have formal schooling until like later in her journey, but you can still tell she was very intelligent. She was very witty. Like these were three-dimensional people. And and sure, like Colson did some extrapolation, but he got most of these stories from stuff he researched. Like he said this. So this isn't stuff he just created. Like these stories actually existed. So seeing things like this, we like to me, it, it makes me really want to, like you said, honor that that tradition and that legacy because I'm like I said, like I said in the first episode, I'm not embarrassed by my heritage. Like this is who we are. So we can't ignore that. So with that. I think this is like the most complete and comprehensive um, slave narrative we've seen. And I'm so glad that we got this piece of work, like both the novel and the TV show. Like they're, they're amazing. I agree. It's, it's just, again, it tells a story without it being gratuitous or grotesque or trauma porn because that exists. Like, I don't want mm-hmm. anybody to think I'm saying it doesn't exist. It, it does. Like, some people take it to places it doesn't need to go mm-hmm. um, no matter how factual it is because I'm sure that's what it was but we saw brutality in this show 
enough to understand how brutal the person was. And then we didn't need to revisit it. Mm-hmm. You know, like even in even in um, Ridgeway's descriptions of what happened to Caesar, even in Ridgeway's descriptions of what happened to Lovey, a lesser show, like you say all the time, would have showed us that. We didn't need to see it, though. It's, it's clear we didn't need to see it because the show is complete. The story is complete with him just giving us what, what we need. To, like, we know now that they are, have expired and it's it was brutal. And that's not surprising because Terrence was the person, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't have to, you didn't have to tell us all of that. You didn't have to tell us that Terrence was dead. Like, you know. He is. We're happy about it. Let's move on. Like we don't have to relish in it. I'm happy we got to see Ridgeway die though, because you know, <laughs> I wanted. Yeah. It. Thank you. Yeah. But it's it's just we had so many hard spots in the show, but it made the the little glimpses of joy like that much sweeter, right? Like Royal and Cora's conversation is beautiful in itself, mm-hmm. but it's it means so much more. Because out of all the stuff they had going on, <laughs> out of mm. all the things they were doing, he's running around the, the, the country pretty much, well, at least the South, trying to get people safe. She's running from Ridgeway, but they still had time to love each other. They found time to love each other because mm. they could not love each other. Like, that's just what it was. And it's, it, it made me very happy that it was about more than slavery. It was about slavery. It was about mental health. It was about, uh, you know, relationships, love on all kinds of levels, survival, everything there, class, you know, racism in itself, even with Homer and Ridgeway, they just so many things that are, that are still happening with us now. Just like with people that adopt these black babies, you know, it's, it's all of that is in there and they did it very tastefully and it was done with care. I think that is the, that's the word that they need to think of. And I'm talking to the, the writers and the directors. Yes. From my, from my basement. Cause I haven't, <laughs> <laughs> but I just ask that you do it, just do it with care. Cause you can, you're capable. Mm-hmm. Like you can. Yeah. And, and, carefully. yeah. and to, I guess to invoke an example, um, so I, I've talked to you several times about like how I typically don't like horror movies because they're all like just jump scares. Mm-hmm. But that's why I love like Hereditary because because they basically they made you earn the scares. Like there was like it, there was a buildup. So what I'm saying in this is that it wasn't just all like trauma, trauma, trauma. Like they showed you life, and then they showed you the life that these people hope to have here ripped away. And that hit heavier than seeing someone being repeatedly beat or like whatever, like the, the horror moments weren't like gratuitous. And in my opinion, even the most violent part of the show, which is the, the shooting in Indiana, it still is met with people overcoming a tough situation. Cause, cause Georgina was like, you know, hey, grab the straps. Like we we go get out of here. So yeah. So even that, <laughs> yeah. So so even that, it, it's it, it yeah, it, the way they handled this, and and you can tell that all right, so 
what am I trying to say? You could tell that they really, really cared about the people more so than just the overarching narrative. Like it's not just, oh, it's not just about slavery. It's about the slaves themselves. It's about the people who were slaves. That, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because again, it goes back to that that beautiful quote that I like to that I like people use, like the teachers use when they say slaves weren't brought over. Doctors, engineers, lawyers, mm-hmm. people were brought to America, and like you said, that's what we're focusing on. We're focusing on people who happen to be slaves, not just slaves like they're nothing, like they're meaningless. They gave these people purpose, life. They gave them heart. They gave them per, you know. All these things that make you who you are, they humanize them. I guess mm-hmm. exactly. Because a lot of times we don't do that. It's it's just like, oh, this is a slave. It's, you you already know what's gonna happen to him, so don't get invested in them. Mm-hmm. But these people, you you feel, and maybe that's what it is. It's like all, for so long you've seen these these stories, and you expect because Cora's the main character, you expect her to survive, right? Because somebody's got to tell the story. So mm-hmm. this is poor story. So, you know, she survives. But you're thinking, oh, somebody's got to survive with her. They have to. Right. So when Caesar dies, you're like, wait, what? Wait, huh? huh? And then she gets worried. Like, oh, OK, well, this is the one. This is OK. She had to lose the first love to have him. And wait, what? <laughs> he didn't mm-hmm. make it either. Her mom, her mom didn't make it either. What the hell is happening? And that's just truth. And again, that's what that's what makes it hit harder because you you love Cora at this point. You want good things for her. I loved Mabel, even though I hate, you know, I hated her because of Cora, but I'm still like, well, she's somewhere. They're going to reunite in the end because they keep talking about her. So she's got to be out there somewhere. And the fact that I hadn't considered she died either was because Cora hadn't freaked me out. Because I'm like, of course, of course she died. Like, of course she's dead. Of course. She's not in Canada. She's dead. Because we've seen Ridgeway. We've mm-hmm. seen what Ridgeway does. Ridgeway would have her if she were alive. Mm-hmm. He, he would have. Just like he had Cora. Until he's, he out here, he's out here chasing a literal ghost. Right, literal. A literal ghost. Because he's the, like she said, the great Ridgeway. And he's he's obsessed. So it it's very beautifully written. I'm very glad you asked me to read it. And I'm glad we got to watch it. I'm so, so very happy, though, that I didn't allow my attempt to not be sad or my excuse of I don't want to see our my people destroyed. Keep me from watching this because every character in that show represents someone that was our family. Mm. And every one of those stories deserves to be told. And we owe them respect. And I think we were able, they, we were able to do that because we were, we saw the stories in that way and I'm grateful for it. I hope we get more like it. And I just, (laughs) I know people that don't watch the show won't see this, but please watch it. Just watch it. Cause it's. Yeah. And, and even outside of that, like, um, it's, it's very clear that, like and this isn't hyperbole i feel like barry jenkins is now like the most important and foremost american director working because this show is just a like a a master class throughout like from the way it looked from the sounds because 
And and here's here's something like just just the attention to detail when when Mabel is running through the swamp is dead silent. But when she snaps to you hear the crickets, mm-hmm. just those small little details just make mm-hmm. the show. And you can tell like he he really contemplated this show like he you could tell he didn't just read the novel and say, OK, I'm going to do this. I'm going to trace it word by word. Like he really like read between the lines and like found the context. And I was like, okay, I can, I can read this. I can visualize this, but how do I put it on the screen? And it, it, it was, it was, it exceeded my expectations. Like I was expecting it to be good, of course. Cause like I said, Barry Jenkins has given us moonlight and a field streak of talk, but this far exceeded my expectations, which is, which is crazy. Cause they were already high. They were very high. We we were expecting a lot, and thankfully it didn't let us down. Like I was honestly prepared to be let down because I was I was expecting so much greatness, and gosh, he hit it. And I wanted to say we didn't um, talk much about the music at the end of the episodes. Oh yeah, my man Nicholas but- <laughs> Patel is, is is like the way, yeah, just yeah. He did it. It, it makes sense. Yeah. See, episode one I watched and. Ronnie and I, I guess we've been doing this so long, we've kind of like, kind of like Wonder Twin power activated or whatever uh-huh. sometimes. And immediately after the show, after episode one went off, I sent him a text and said, Oh, BOB, I'm in. Yeah. Not knowing that he'd already sent a tweet to Barry about the same thing. <laughs> yes. So it's just we, like we, when I heard that, yeah. I'm like, Oh, hell yeah. This, yeah. Pull up the next one, and I had to, I had to stop myself. And I'm so that's another thing. I'm glad we decided to break this up because I'd have binged it, and I don't think I would have um, would have sat with it as much. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have mm-hmm. would have let it soak in because I would have been anticipating what was happening next. But knowing I had to wait helped. Um, but I just I I don't I don't have anything that I would add to it. I don't have anything I would take away because even the things I thought I didn't like, for instance, Grace. I still, I'm okay with it now. You know? Yeah, and and considering, and, and you knew how I felt about the Great Spirit episode. I don't have to go over that. <laughs> but considering how that theme kept coming back throughout mm-hmm. the show, like, the show can't thrive without that episode. Like, sure, I didn't enjoy it as I was watching it, but the show can't thrive without hitting that theme home. Like, hey, like, you... Like he, he clearly lacks this spirit. He clearly lacks the spirit that he's trying to like just manufacture. It ain't in him. He ain't got it. He ain't, he ain't got it. <laughs> so before we close, what do you, if you had to? If you had to, I know you like ranking things, but we're not gonna rank the episodes. Oh no! Oh. Had to pick your favorite episode or episodes. Which one was it? Um, I don't think this is recency bias. Because I still I still love um, North Carolina simply because well South Carolina and North Carolina because they were like so creepy like I said they almost had like yeah. an anime style vibe but Indiana Winter if you just pull that episode out I I like once again I just don't have the words like it it's such a magnificent piece of work like throughout. <laughs> 100% agree. Now, if I had to do a whole, I would say Indiana as a whole. I'm, I'm putting mm-hmm. them together because I'm cheating. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. But I remember when I watched episode nine, I was like, Ronnie is going to love this. Like, he's going to, he is going to love it. And I think I said, hey, you need to watch this like now. 
mm-hmm. because it's just it it's one of those things where you watch something and you're like how who this is brilliant <sighs> It's, oh, it was brilliant, it, even in the set, because if you think about it, if if we go about what's going on, it's probably one of the saddest episodes that of mm-hmm. the season. Mm-hmm. But it, but you, <laughs> it's got the most rewatchability. Is that word? I'm making it one. No, it is. But, yeah. But those are the ones I want to watch again. I knew what was going to happen, and I was still sitting there like, wow, this is magnificent. Like this, it's it's just I I. I can make some words to go, but I don't have a word that accurately describes how magnificent I think those two episodes are specifically winter because it was just even even in the tragedy, it was just done so well. Like we're watching a massacre, but it's still done with care, with class, with Mm -hmm, taste, mm -hmm. these people dignity, even for what's happening to them. They still have dignity. They they die well. I guess that's the way I could say it. Because we know yeah. that it's just oh it's just so good. So even that scene where where um you know the sh- the shootout just happened and they were running, they were running, the people were like running out the church. I think this is a church, and then like the scene where like Georgina is like looking over her shoulder and the people are like running past her in like two lines. Barry finds a way to like like you said, like take these tragic moments, but like still make them like beautiful, which is mm-hmm. so weird, right? Because mm-hmm. that scene is like so visually stunning, but something so tragic is happening. It's it's and it again it it encapsulates you, it, it envelops you because it mm-hmm. pulls you into the character. You can't just look at these people dying. He's he he brings it in, and like you said, with that scene. You're thinking about what is happening in the moment. You're not just mm-hmm. watching a thing happen. You're saying, if you're at the point where you're like, I wonder how she feels in this mm-hmm. moment. Exactly, because you know, you're looking, you're looking her in her face. Yeah, yeah, and it, hey, Barry don't do nothing else. Yeah, he's gonna make you look in their eyes. That's, yeah. I, 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 by the way, like I'm a fan of the gays. Like I don't even have to say uh, it. Like I'm a fan of I the gays. It. But yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So <laughs> I I just I'm I'm kudos to Barry, kudos to Coast and Whitehead, of course, because there would be no show without the novel, which is magnificent, by the way. Mm-hmm. Every prize, review, greatness, whatever accolades he got for it is because he deserved it. Yes. Um and Barry took that in and made it just as beautiful on screen. And I appreciate that greatly. I'm so glad I watched it. And 10 out of 10 would recommend. Yes. Yes. 11 out of 10. If, <laughs> but, no, uh, 11 seriously, out of 10. but no, seriously, thanks for um, watching these recaps. Um, if you stumbled upon this one by chance and you're watching it out of order, like AJ would do, go back and watch the show. Go back okay. and watch the show. Um, okay. If if you haven't watched these recaps and you don't feel the same way we do as you've watched it, um, I just urge you to, you know, give it another shot, go through it once again. But any anyway, just thanks for joining us. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we really do appreciate it. Like we we say it, but we mm-hmm. mean it. Like thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for listening. However you do, 
tell a friend, you know, cuss us out, whatever. Please don't do that. But but we appreciate it. it. You could you could be listening or watching anything else. And the fact that you're listening to us really means a lot. Mm-hmm. So with that said, until next time. This is it. Peace.